Who raised you? Crime? Mistakes? And these motherfucking bitches? Y'all comedians know you've been biting the hate no TK on. shit for too long. TK. Motherfucking TK. Yeah. TK said, build a bridge and got over it. Want the spot, but he holding it. You controlled, he controlling it. This shit clay, he just molding it. Had to beat all of them cases. Change all of they faces. Who raised you motherfuckers? They ain't think I was gonna make it. Keep it G to a G. It's always me versus me. Never me versus him. Cause I can't be like them. Stan Latham put me on hold. But this ain't glitter, it's gold. How you gonna say no? And you don't really know. Who raised you? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkman Show. Better known as T to the motherfucking K. Like I tell you all the time, I, when I travel this world, I run into amazing people certain things and I met this beautiful lady um, a while back and we're very close and we talk about everything and from guardianship to um, just life in general what happened a couple yeah, a while ago her mom's in a guardianship situation and I always told her that we would talk about this on my show eventually then during this coronavirus thing has slowed everybody down, be able to catch up on some work. So what I did was I watched Dirty Money. I'm quite sure a lot of y'all have probably heard it by now, the docu, docu-series on Netflix. And I saw this episode on guardianship. And what guardianship has done is the hidden crime that nobody's talking about. So I want to bring everybody up to date as much as we can. Um, listen to it very carefully. After this to this show, watch The Guardianship as well. On Netflix, it's called Dirty Money. So there's a lot of different um, stories within the program. And that's it. We, we're just going to talk and and just enjoy life down. Did you see um, Guardianship, hon? Yes, I watched it. Yeah. Now, what did, what did you... Think about just everything from the man who owned the car dealership that was uh, that was with that beautiful young lady and her kids, mm-hmm. all the way down to the old gentleman. Let's start with the guy first. I think it was just kind of sad that someone can come in your life and do these things to you. I just want to see what your opinion was on it. Yeah, I, I think his I think his name was Charlie. Okay. And he he was, you know, a vibrant person, still running his businesses businesses and going into work every day. Right. Um and, and it was his li- it was his livelihood. The man his best friend for over fifty years was saying. Mhm. I mean it was amazing that one mistake, one wrong phone call got everything of his taken away. And then when you listen to the story and you hear that they got, um, who was the lady, Tanya, who uh-huh. was supposed to be a fam- his brother's, a strange brother's granddaughter, who he really didn't know. Right. And, but, you know, as I watched the interview, I don't even believe that she is a family member. She's got this team of, of attorneys. Mm-hmm. And I think she is just a pr- professional predator teaching people like this to go in for them to take over everything like this. When when you watch her, her expressions in this interview, there's yes. no way you are going to allow something like this 
happened to a family member. Right. And, and she's getting a piece of it, too, but still, there's just no way. Yes, she was cold. She had no expression. Mm-mm. None whatsoever. And, you know, I, I just feel like she was part of, what I, I'm going to say, the organization. There you go. I like that. The organization, yep. yep. And ladies and gentlemen, what she means by the organization, see, when you make that wrong phone call or someone uh, condemns you, what's the word, hon? Incapacitated. Yeah, yeah, incapacitated. That's a powerful word, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, when you get older. Because mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the state, the judge, and the, uh, the what's the, where your mom is at? Uh, nursing home facility. Nursing home facility thinks that you're incapacitated. Your ass is doomed. You're done. Because in, in his situation, he, he went to the bank, I think, to pull money out to purchase a house for him and the girlfriend. Right. The bank notified adult protective services. Okay. Now, they said they were taking advantage of? Yeah. So basically, they deemed him as an at-risk person because he was taking this, you know, he was already under guardianship, I believe. It raised suspicion when he went to go pull money. Oh, I didn't know he was under guardianship already. Yeah, I think that's the case because, you know, he he was under guardianship. He took money to the bank, and, you know, he was doing all this spending. So that's when the bank notified Adult Protective Services, and then that's when the process started about him, you know, become, you know, they deemed him an incapacitated person, and then they went in to take the businesses. And here you have the girlfriend, um, you know, she's trying to be guardianship of the person. They wouldn't even give it to her. Mm-hmm. She was doing everything for him. Right. I mean, that, that story, that's like a higher scale. And even with um, even Tony's situation, because they had things. Yeah, they, they had them. They was they was really millionaires. Mm-hmm. They were millionaires, and mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, they was millionaires, and they could take it. But let me explain to you, everybody, what got me to do this particular show. As we know, Kobe Bryant died in January, and we have watched his sad situation along with so many other things going on this year. And Vanessa Bryant is, uh, I'm quite sure, a smart girl. But when I read in the article that she went to a judge to get her youngest daughter on the estate of Kobe Bryant. What she doesn't understand, and I'm quite sure she doesn't understand, and this is the reason why we're doing this, because I had to use some of this high profile to make sure I get this point across, to make sure I get this message across to the world, is that when she called the, the um, her attorney, her attorney got everything moving. The, the state of California did the same thing to Vanessa Bryant. And what they did was they appointed two guardianships for both of her children to represent them for the estate of Kobe Bryant. Basically, they're saying 
will represent your child for the estate. Who knows anything more better than your own mother, your own dad? What I want you people to understand is once they appoint a guardianship to you, they get a piece of the pie as well mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. So if the guardianship runs up five, ten, twenty thousand dollars a month, and like my uh, friend, my baby just said, it's an organization from the judge down to the nursing home, down to the attorney. Mm-hmm. They get a piece of it. They get a piece of it, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the re- So, Jackie, how do we help the people who are listening? How do we try to protect them? Like, what is it, from your experience, hands-on, because your mother... You've had to go through this type of stuff and for over six, seven years. What have you learned that you wish you could have done differently and what you could share with the people? I mean, this my mother's case is, like I said, on a very lower scale than what that Dirty Money episode is. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she had lots of assets. They want to go in and control the person just if she had tons of access, they would they could get them. Um, I was power of attorney for my mom when she went in. Um, they they racked up a bill. They wouldn't give me an itemized statement as to what the charges are for. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, ultimately ended up in them having the in-house doctor seven days before a hearing deem my mother a, an incapacitated person. Mm-hmm. And the doctor at the facility, he was reluctant to do it. He explained to me the conversation um, how it happened. And he's, and the doctor at the facility, you know, shouldn't be able to give that diagnosis. Incapacitation should be proved and tested by a psychologist, right? Because it's not right. Mm-hmm. But um, just in the experience that I've had and um, the process that I went through, I would, I would, I would, you know, I'm making suggestions to my friends because we're the same age. This happened like clearly out of the blue for my mother. Right. Couldn't couldn't come live with me. But my, my thing to my friend is to protect as much as your, what your family member has Mm -hmm. as best as you can. Um, Meaning, you know, basically, if they're elderly, start getting things in your in in your name or even your children's name, because they can't touch anything for the child. Okay, explain. Like, if you put things in a in a minor child minor child's trust, it belongs to that child. So it's it's no longer. It wouldn't be mine. Like, let's just say. Because mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm power of attorney for mom, then I'm the next in line that would be responsible for anything that she would owe. Right. Um, but you know, it, it, go, it even like they when once you got into that facility, they wanted you to they want you to sign over the deed to the house. They want about six months of records from the bank, basically, so they can see what. 
she's paying. So that's how they can find out, oh, she's paying this company for um, maybe mortgage, let's just say a vehicle. Right. Um, insurance policy. Okay. And so, they take all of that, correct? Now, does the state take it or all of them are in it together and they split it, you think? I would, no, just say, like, okay, so for instance, this bill that's owed, okay, I was able to become the owner and beneficiary of mommy's policy. Right. So let's just say that mommy has that policy in her name. She's the owner and beneficiary of that policy. By her being the owner, it means it's hers. So, okay, they, they, you know, and I've heard from one of mommy's roommates that they said, um, she told me that they made her cash in her mother's life insurance policy. Now, why do they do that? So that they can get that money. You can get the you get you cash out the policy, which is way less than what it's worth. You know, at the end of days, I'll say. Right. You got a hundred thousand dollar policy that you've paid into for years, but when you cash when you go to turn it in cash value, it could only be worth a couple thousand, way less. Right. But if that's the only asset that that person had in order for the nursing home to get that money. They're going to get whatever money they can from that person. Wow. So they'll take it all. They'll take yes. $500. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, and by her cashing in the policy, when you go bury mom, you're going to be asked out because you have to find another way to bury your mother. When, when you go into a facility, I believe you can only have a total of like $9,000 in assets. Right. You know, um, I had another friend whose dad had major money. He got, he goes into the facility, and they has a they have a process which is called a spin down process. Uh-huh. And and here's the thing: God bless them because you don't know. You're just trying to be honest, and you think that this is the thing to do because they're asking for this information. Right. So she tells them everything the dad has. They give over the bank account info. The bank statement showed dad had all X amount of dollars. They made her spend down to, um, it's called a spend down process. Okay. They gave her certain money, like to buy a car for her mom, if you need repairs on a house. They gave you money to do certain things, but at the end of the process, that is left with only about $9,000 of assets, including money. Um, they're they're going to get whatever they can get. So I'm I'm assuming like once, Okay, if the bill gets too high and they have the deed to that house, they can go right in there and take that house. Right. And, and see, you if you know you watch the show, basically, when I, when I when I saw that, I just my my heart tightened, and I'm you know it's like it's sickening. And okay, and also on the show, I'm, I'm sitting there and I realize that it's a process. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. It's been it's been going on for years. For years. And it's all greed with the nursing home. Right. So look at this. You got the bank who notifies a service that is supposed to be protecting adult services. Adult services refer you to an attorney. That attorney is the right attorney to get all this stuff. She's supposed to. 
Yeah. But he, so, but you can get the wrong attorney that can be on your side, which is very slim. Mm-hmm. Or when you do get an attorney, he's out to get you as well because it's a system. And right. And to me, they they wait a prey of this nature. Mm-hmm. They wait for it. It's like an opportunity of a lifetime, and they take advantage of it. Right. So if a person is deemed incapacitated, it means that you cannot make decisions for yourself. Therefore, we need to appoint someone to do that for you. And though I had the, the power of attorney in play, that was overlooked. Mm-hmm. Elder abuse attorneys are very expensive. You know, on that show, that guy, Tony's retainer for his attorney was $6,000. Just a retainer. And that's so they can file the paperwork. They get their money up front, right? Right. Because at the end of the process, you're not going to owe me. I'm not going to the attorney's not going to sit around and wait for you to pay them. They already got 6000 mm-hmm. Now, you know, the process is going to take longer. we got to do this, that, and the third. So we're going to um, keep billing you from that retainer on. Right. So, I mean, my suggestion to my friends is with the, I believe it's a six-year, at least a six-year uh, look-back uh, period mm-hmm. when they want to, um, you know, assess what you have. But I would say get everything out of that parent's name, secure an insurance policy that, you know, you are the owner and beneficiary because at this point I own this policy that's covered for mommy when she goes. So they mm-hmm. can't take that. They cannot take that from me, but they can take it from her because it's hers. So That's crazy. It is. It, I mean, it's, it, it's a cold-hearted business right here. How can you look at people and realize that you're about to do this to this person? And right. look at both Charlie and Tony look like they were still able to handle their affairs. Like they sure did look healthy. You know, in Tony's situation, he got so stressed out, poor thing, it caused him to have a stroke. Right. And so that was like the end, of, you know, end of everything for him. And I mean, this that that case is as re- recent as March 2019. So, I mean, but think about years going by and. Like, even when mommy's in a facility, there's issues going on. You want to report them. There's an ombudsman on site. You know, that you're supposed to be able to contact. Yes. I tried contacting that person, and I just had this feeling. I'm like, wait a minute. This person really doesn't seem like she has what's best for my mother. Right. Because at the end of the day, she has to retain, you know, remain in her job and she has to basically, what, cover her ass. The issues at the nursing home are ongoing. They're never going to be rectified. Mm-hmm. How much help is she going to do for you? None really. And I look at, like, even, like, who can you contact to go in to do an investigation? On, you know, on Dirty Money, basically they have an inform, inform, information-type web, website set up supposed to be a help helpline, help site. Right. No. That's the wrong you don't you don't know where to go. That that um help site 
is the wrong side of the is the wrong side of the the um the law that you want to be on because that site is where the predators are. Wow. Um, I, I forget. I forget what it was, but basically, you you have an organization set up that you know you have concerns, and you call them. You just told them, "Hey, I have money and I need help," and they right. put you, they put you in touch with the wrong attorney, and that's how all this process gets started. Because right now you're going to be being an incapacitated person. You can't handle mm-hmm. your affairs, so. Um, family members can help you, but they may give you a, a you know a, a slight chance. And once they deem you incapacitated through the court, getting that diagnosis turned over is, you know, this lady said very rare because they need you to stay incapacitated so they can take whatever whatever you have. Right. Even if you speak up, like say it was me, and I speak up, say I ain't no fucking wrong with me. Mm-mm. They don't care. No, no, because I forget. I think it's T- Tony's doctor. He had two of his doctors say he is not an incapacitated person. Though he had a stroke, he is still able to handle his affairs. But the court document states you're an inca- incapacitated person, and you got one doctor who was in on it to give you right. that diagnosis. Right. So, you know, just like for me, the in-house doctor gave mommy that diagnosis. When I took her to her heart specialist, he didn't know what was going on. I had to tell him what was going on. And basically he looked at me and said, "There." he said, he said mom's not incapacitated. She doesn't have. So basically the in-house doctor gave mommy a diagnosis of dementia, which deemed her an incapacitated person through the court system. So by then they give you. You know, it's a court-appointed guardian. Mommy Mm -hmm. had a court-appointed attorney. And at the time, I didn't have an attorney. So going before a judge, you know, I went through the process. I got a continuation. Even Mommy's attorney that they appointed her, um, you know, she talked to me like she was really there to help what is called the person, which is my mother. and. Mm -hmm. But going through this whole process, um, there were certain things I asked for her, and she was going to get them for me, and she never did. And now with the court-appointed guardian, they, um, I was allowed to make decisions for mommy. From day one. Changing medication. Um, uh-huh. Telling the doctor that she's, you know, her therapy is not going well. Whatever I needed to, you know, to improve my mother. Had to do it. Okay. Right. Guardianship thing came in, he wouldn't even talk to me. Wow. I was having breathing issues one day, and he, he was in the building, and I saw him. And I said, um, when you get a chance, you know, I'm thinking mommy's having some issues with her breathing. Can you check? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't, I can't talk to you because of the legality. But, you know, she's, you know, in a little distressed breathing. I, I can't, I can't talk to you, so... Thank God, you know, you know, I can tell the nurse that, and have to, I had to have the nurse come to mommy's room and have mommy, who is being a incapacitated person, tell the nurse I need a breathing treatment. Wow. Before, hey, call the nurse. Hey, can you give her a breathing treatment? Can you do this? Can you do that? They would do it with no problem. 
But once, okay, so now the process is once you become an incapacitated person and someone else is making decisions for you, they want to over-medicate you. So you can really be out of it. And I was able to make all these decisions for mommy until they tried to put on her on an antidepressant drug. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, that's when they kind of like shut me out of everything. Because the goal is to get you drugged up, correct? Yes. So you can be out of your mind, so that you you don't have you don't have the mental capacity to realize what they're putting in front of you to sign. If you had to sign things, okay. Okay. And he, look, in Tony's situation, the, the the attorney comes and have him sign this paper. He tells him what the paperwork is, but he didn't realize he was signing his life away to that attorney to handle all of his affairs. He did not know it at this point. And once you do that, everything's like the court system is a system. It's a battle. Because as you're saying, the judge is in on it too. Right. And I haven't quite figured out what the gain is here. You know what I mean? So it makes me wonder, can 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 a guardian, like, go and get, like, a life insurance policy on a, on a patient? And then once that the end of that day happens, does she, you know, recover from that? Because what's their goal? I mean, we know with Charlie and Tony's situation, they had millions to lose. Mm-hmm. And here I am, like I said, a smaller scale. And, like, now with the, the coronavirus going on, we can't go into the facility. Right. You know, they won't keep Mommy's phone near her so I can call her, you know. It's just that I always tell people in my show, and this is one of them here, and I always say that the government pimps the state, the state pimps the city, the city pimps the people. This is a prime example of guardianship. Mm-hmm. And how they play us, and when you even take the coronavirus situation, you know, because I read a lot of them, seeing that China, who created the disease, is now pimping everybody for the cure and for the supplies. Mm-hmm. They created it in the world is going to them for the supplies to help the people. And isn't that amazing? And what China's on its way back. They don't have all these restrictions. Like like our process is trying is, is trying to happen now. Right. They they yeah, they never shut down the government. Mm And, the, and and what's crazy about the government and what's going on is that every day you wake up there's something. They talk about now a tiger got the damn coronavirus. Mm. It's in the animals. Mm. So how is it that China played the game so cold that there's nothing really wrong with them, but that the rest of the world got fucked up and now is independent on China. Mm-hmm. Everything I read is China sending masks. China is doing this. The Patriots sent a, a plane to China 
get all these masks. Again, America is outbidding other countries with China for supplies. You see, we will never know because the whistleblowers get shut up. Right. I think you was telling me about the whistleblower, the doctor in Wuhan, who wound up dying, who was trying to tell the world what was going on. He died a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. He got. He was treating patients with the virus, and then he contracted the virus. And then they they came in, made him sign paperwork before he passed. Made him sign paperwork that he would not. He would stop discussing it, and he was on some kind of. Um, I don't think it's called a group chat. He's on a different thing in China where they are, you know, texting each other back and forth. He's mm-hmm. telling them to alert everybody, and they basically made him sign his paperwork and the group that was involved in his, in his chat to stop speaking on it. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And as long as you know, and look at this. As long as you, as long as you can get away with doing something, it can go on forever. But look how powerful it is in certain situations where it's never fully exposed. Now explain what you mean. Like with this doctor, right, right, right. We're in December. We're on the verge of. You know, major pandemic about to happen, and they managed to what initially say it was a hoax. This whole coronavirus. Mhm. And so, like, once you shut him up, there's nowhere else to go with it. Right. Dealing in China, they shut him up. There's no one else talking about it. That's so true. You're right. Unless they're on, you know, different different media trying to expose it, but it's not out here. We're not hearing about it. The thing about all of this is to show what I'm exposing is how helpless we really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, people, if you want to bring up this is a great country, this is not a great country, people are so ignorant, instead of them arguing about what the issues that you're arguing about, they'll tell you, oh, why don't you move then and stay on hearing instead of hearing what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Is the issue. I don't like this. Well, move then. But I was saying that, damn, you're right. The fucking country is fucked up and they're doing this to people. Mm-hmm. Because we are all getting older and we all have people who get sick from pandemics and mm-hmm. diseases. We do have people that have issues but then people say, oh, but this many people died of AIDS or this many people died of cancer. Nobody's talking about that shit right now. Mm-mm. And no. then what I also explain to people as well is that you have to sit back and watch the play because there's a play in this. Mm-hmm. And for the people who don't what the play is, a play is somebody is about to make a tremendous hustle, a move, that's going to truly change the world mm-hmm. how you see it. Something's getting ready to come down. Believe me when I tell you this. Forget all the conspiracy theories, the 5G towers, 
and all that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. But so I don't know where you've been. They've been putting up some 5G towers for a long damn time. It just ain't start today. Right. It's just maybe yeah, people just, Right. 5G shit been popping for years, ladies and gentlemen. For years. So I don't know where y'all get that. Oh, this is happening because they're putting up the 5G thing. No. A tower. I mean, you're trying. They're trying to say the five G through your phones is making you sick. Right. That's what they're trying to say. Unbelievable. And if that's the case, we fucked up. Mhm. But we've been, and they've been doing. I mean, we want to live as long as we can to get old and remain healthy. You have certain situations that are completely out of your control. Yeah, and and pretty much everything mm-hmm. is out of our control. It, 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 this right here, from everything that we see, down to the children that are graduating, mm-hmm. so the world comes to a complete stop. To let's just say they did put this. They 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 created a man-made disease to shut the world down as we know it. I mean, NBA players, NFL, soccer, baseball. That's major. Major money to be made that was being made that is all questionable at this point. Even when everything is lifted and we're trying to get back to life as normal as we can, we're going to be so fearful to go places. Mm-hmm. Because once we are okay to be around people and not have this six-foot, um, what do we call it? The distance between, a, between the people, social distancing. you got to be six feet apart from each other. Once all this is lifted, you're still going to have in the back of your mind you shouldn't be this close to a person. Right. And then you know how many people are going to be really messed up after this who were already messed up and, you know, anxious and had had anxiety issues? I'm prayerful that, you know, (laughs) I don't have to get on any of that medication, but think about the people who are already on Anxiety medication. Right. On top of the anxiety you already had, now you're going to have this anxiety of just going out, period. And without getting too biblical, Mm -hmm. this is a sign of the times, right? It's crazy, huh? At the end of the day, it's like you you got to try to have your life set up. So, like, in your final days, Everybody is going to be okay, and you are protected, and everything you've had and worked so hard for is protected. You know, this, and like I said, I really, like I said, this issue brought this up with the Vanessa Bryant, dirty money, your mom, and to, to, to everybody who's listening, you really just really have to listen to what Miss Jackie has said. Do everything as you're, as we get older to protect yourself and understand that the the government 
the state, the city will rob you blind. Mm-hmm. They will take it all. And there's really no reason they would take it all. Mm-mm. They would take it all. You would think that they were here for you, but they're not. Mm-mm. And it's like you mentioned being, I mean, being being helpless in a situation where somebody is depending on you is a hurtful feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm with my mom day in and out, month after month, and the facility doesn't care about that. They want what they can get. And they'll go to whatever extreme to get it. Right. So it's like the emotion is taken out of it. Yeah, it's truly insane. But ladies and gentlemen, this is this is I just wanted to bring it to your attention. I wanted to make you guys aware and this is what the TK Kirkland show is about. That you can always come back to the show twenty years from now and look this episode up and help you with what you're dealing with. Also on that note, um ladies and gentlemen, by the time this comes out on Monday Monday night. Um, make sure you just go to the TK Kirkland site, TK dot network, to listen to the the streaming episode of the hottest comedians in the world from Cedric Entertainer, Dia Ugly, um, myself or whatever, on the Death Jam streaming live. Uh, it's going to be aired tonight, but we'll be um, posted on my site, TK dot network. Um, next weekend on the podcast, the T.K. Kirkland Show. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I hope this is helpful. Um, stay healthy. Hopefully all of us will come on the other side of this, um, down the line. And if not, you know, just live your life to the fullest and do the best that you can. And remember, like I always told you, may your pain be champagne. And you take one day at a time. I appreciate your time, young lady. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Doc. All right. Um, bye-bye. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.